102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. We're back, Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Hey, the demolition of the parking garage begins next month. That should we be a party. I don't know if they'll allow anyone near it. It'll be like the uh, the Berlin Wall when that came down. Yeah. Everybody's going to be taking a sledgehammer. You get, uh, you know, uh, Tony Signoli up there uh, standing, doing like, uh, and then Dom Sarno with a sledgehammer <laughs> slamming the thing. Mayor Sarno, bring yeah. down that wall. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it takes that much. I think if we just all push to one side, it'll knock down by itself. Just one deep breath and that's it. Yeah. Well, it's like Jenga. You know, you take one of those crumbling pieces out, the whole thing just goes. I don't think it's going to be uh, that difficult to do. No. Like, the, like an hour and a half and it's all gone. Mm-hmm. The rest of it will all be time for picking up. There's all sorts of details about that, by the way. We'll get to it a little bit later. Got a lot of other stuff coming up this morning, too. It's 535. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Tom Petty. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Hot again today. Stay cool. Uh, today, I, today I learned, listen to me, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, a crew member on NBC's Law & Order Organized Crime was shot and killed on the job yesterday. 31-year-old Johnny Pizarro was on location in Brooklyn working security and parking enforcement for the shoot. About 5.15 in the morning, he was sitting in his car when someone threw open the door and started shooting. Pizarro was pronounced dead on arrival at a nearby hospital. The shooter is apparently still at large, and there's no word yet on a motive. How bizarre is that? You know what would be really bizarre? What? If you found out this was a hit from organized crime. Yeah, how many of these Law & Order shows do we have now? 30, 40. Somewhere around there. And they're pretty much all the same. Mm-hmm. They uh, yes. start an investigation, and then they uh, go to court with it at the end. But can you imagine there being a tragedy on a show about organized crime brought on by organized crime? Do you see the irony I'm talking about? I do, Mind-blowing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, sometimes those things happen. Maybe he had inside information that he was given to the writers of the show. He knew too much. Yeah. Ooh, sometimes that happens. Well, like when they did The Sopranos, didn't they consult like real, like organized, former organized crime members? I believe they did. Mm -hmm. That's how you make something authentic when you're not a murderer, you know. Ethan Hawke. Didn't I just say uh, yesterday we don't do enough stories about Ethan Hawke? It was either that or uh, Nick Nolte, one or the other, I forget. Ethan Hawke said he's in the beginning of his last act as an on-screen performer. He said he's now a young old person and he knows he only has so many movies left he can make. How old is he? Uh, I don't know. He's not that old. I guess uh, mid, low to mid fifties, maybe something wrong with those. He's got to be in his fifties. Yeah, but think. he's uh, he's fifty one. He's not that old. He's probably got a good ten, twelve films in him. Well, that's what he's saying. He's he's going towards the end here. I guess. Well, maybe he's just uh, preparing for retirement early. This no. sounds like a guy who's come to the realization he's no longer a box office draw. I think you're right. I think that's sort of what it is. It's a preemptive strike. It's like guys that were going bald, just shaving it all off. He's kind of proclaiming, my career's dead. Don't expect me to see in, in anything coming up soon. Maybe he'll get uh, put a cast in a new movie because of his little outburst. Yeah, maybe good point. Can, maybe he can do uh, what a lot of washed-up actors do. They go into independent films. 
And they can do like a 15, you know, 10, 10 films in a week if they wanted to. He's been doing independent films for 30 years. I'm talking about real independent films. The kind that only show in a room. One room. Straight to beta. That's it. The only good music being made right now is by women. That's uh, according to Elton John. Uh, he says, quote, it's great to see Nova Twins, Wet Leg, Let's Eat Grandma, the Linda Lindas, Haim, and all these girls rocking out and making the best music. And what about the men? Elton says they're blowing it. Oh, I'm sure he knows all about that. Uh, well, all of them except one. Quote, apart from Sam Fender, none of the boys are doing it. The girls are. It's a Ooh. breath of fresh. I ain't no idea. It's a breath of fresh air because <laughs> it comes from innocence and pure joy. And that, for me, is what music is about. It's going to sound terrible to say. I don't think he's wrong. You think the women are killing it right now? Kind of. Yeah. What, what about Harry Styles? What about, uh, uh, what about The Weeknd? No, those We're, are they're they're, they're all going out. That was yesterday's. That's yesterday's yeah. news. Wet, well, like wet leg right now. That's that's wet leg is awesome. I hate having wet leg. Well, uh, it's something you got to clean up. After I know. You. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. listen. It, it it's unsightly, but you, uh, you, you could just let it dry. But the wet leg record is awesome. Uh, Sean uh, Sam Fender is a an English singer. Mm. I I didn't know who he was. But that doesn't mean he's not popular. Just no, because I, I don't know what he is doesn't mean he's not you know, he's not doing it for anybody. The uh, Chainsmokers are going to be the first musicians to perform on the edge of space. How are you going to breathe up there with all that uh, lung congestion you've mm. got from smoking all those cigarettes? Plus, it's space. You know, you'll be performing in a vacuum. In 2024, a private company called Worldview will send them into the stratosphere about 23 miles above the Earth. To put it in perspective, space begins about 62 miles the Worldview CEO asked them to take part in one of the first flights because his son is a fan. A Worldview flight costs fifty thousand dollars, which is way less than the Jeff Bezos Blue Origin flight for twenty-eight million. Those two dudes met at Syracuse University, chain smokers. Really? Yep. Did they smoke a lot? I don't know. I'm not sure if that's how the name came about or not. I think about that. This flight costs fifty grand. Jeff Bezos costs twenty-eight million. Do you really want to save on airfare? Like, is that is this like the spirit airlines of the space industry? Mm. Like, you must not get any snacks or no. anything. And, and there's probably a lot of fees for carry-on. Yeah, well, I'm go- I was going to say, that's probably, ha- that's what it is. It's yeah. 27800000 in <laughs> carry-on, carry-on fees. fees. Now, let me ask you this. If you're going to bring uh, the chain smokers up to space, mm-hmm. is that a non-smoking flight? Yeah, see, that's the irony of it. Mm. They're not going to be able to smoke. I would almost say no thank you. Uh, Vito Corleone's estate from The Godfather is going up for rent on Airbnb, but there are lots of rules and restrictions. First, we should clarify, the house was only used for exterior shots. Right. And it's in Staten Island, New York. Unfortunately, it's uh, only being offered once, and you have to take it for a full month, August 1st through the 31st. Full month? Yeah. It costs $50 a night. Or $1,500 for the duration. That's not bad. A month for $1,500? No, actually, that's, you can barely stay at a, a hotel for a week for $1,500. They've set some of the rooms up like it was in the movie. You know, like his office and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I don't know, 1500 bucks ain't bad for a month in uh, Staten Island. Will there be uh, complimentary cannolis or a horse in any bed? Uh, yes, a horse in every bed. Whatever you do, don't drive out to the causeway. No, that's where Sonny ate it. 
<laughs> Boy, did he ever. And uh, sleep with the fishes, not the horse heads, by your, the way. Your chance to book the stay opens uh, next Wednesday, the 27th, at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. I think I'm going to do that. You should. Yeah. $1,500 bucks for the month? Take pictures. Oh, I will. I mean, it's not like Bill Belichick is in the room and you didn't pull out your phone. Ah. Well... This was kind of like a memorial service, too. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood Trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, I like settling down and watching a mindless sports documentary like anybody else. When Netflix posted that Michael Jordan documentary, Last Dance, last year, I watched it. And when they released that Tiger Woods documentary a while back, I watched that one too. However, with this whole Derek Jeter documentary series on ESPN, The Captain, I suddenly find myself with other things to do. In fact, I'll go out of my way to find things to do. I'll even make stuff up just to take up extra time in my day. And no, it's not just that it's a documentary about Derek Jeter and his time with the New York Yankees, but that is most of it. And of course, I'm not alone in my apathy. According to recent posts on Twitter, former Red Sox closer Jonathan Papelbon feels the same way that I do. According to Papelbon, quote, Hey ESPN, when you're all ready to do a documentary on the real captain who whipped A-Rod's ass, you let me know. Oh, that Johnny Paps, that dude's a caution. Of course, I'm sure most of you Red Sox fans can easily identify that Papelbon was referring to former Red Sox captain Jason Veritek and that glorious day that he shoved his entire catcher's mitt right into the smug, steroid-encrusted face of Alex Rodriguez back in 2004. Now that showed true leadership and the clear extension of the bitterness uh, of the bitterest rivalry in sports. And I applaud Jonathan Papelbon for bringing this up because it gave me a moment of pensive clarity. Why am I not watching this documentary series about Derek Jeter? Because what I really want to see is an ESPN documentary on Jason Veritek instead. Now, we may never get one, but as Red Sox fans, the last thing I want to watch is a bunch of former Yankee players dropping praise on a guy that I don't care about. What I am interested in seeing is someone giving Jason Veritek the respect and attention that every single Red Sox fan knows that he deserves. And thank you, Jonathan Papelbon, for verbalizing exactly what I needed before I even realized that I needed it. It's like taking preventative care measures before getting sick, which is exactly what would happen if I were forced to watch all seven episodes of a Derek Jeter documentary. Because what I really need is seven nights of tech talk instead. See, I'm feeling better already just thinking about it. But hey, in a my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Listen, uh, guys think it's macho to wrestle with a loud, smelly, expensive gasoline mower. They think a battery-powered mower is for the weak. It is not. A battery-powered mower is light and easy to maneuver. Press a button and boom, you're mowing your lawn. Mow electric with Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Classic Rock at 613 and 38 Special with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Those gonna... cooling stations are in effect once again all over, I guess, right? Uh, yes, they're actually hosing people down in the streets. Nice. Uh, mid-90s for the highs today. A uh, little bit of rain this morning, given way. We've uh, all three of us have been uh, married, right? You were married. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've been married mm-hmm. uh, numerous times. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had this complaint waged against you of uh, your passive responsibility? 
Like, in other words, um, you don't do stuff around the house? No. The, the, there's a there's a story that came out yesterday on uh, on Yahoo News. Marriage counselor reveals women's number one complaint in therapy. And apparently it's using the difference. It's it's the difference between act, taking active responsibility in the home and passive responsibility. And what mm-hmm. and what's meant by that is uh, active responsibility would be you looking around the house for things that you could do and taking responsibility for things that need to happen within the house. And passive responsibility would be being available to help out, but waiting for someone to tell you what needs to be done. In other words, you're not taking the initiative to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for your wife to tell you what has to be done. And apparently this is a problem for these broads. Apparently it is. I got a real problem with that. I got to be honest with you. I never had that problem. Why? Because uh, there was uh, it was a uh what do you call it? Uh like it was a good relation like you know we we co-parented we we co-owned the house we you know we did all that stuff right and uh and you're a busybody but i had no problem like doing things that she wanted to be done and frankly if i she needed to tell me what needed to be done i need direction you know there's a million different things going on in the house yeah but you can't really have it both ways you can't say that uh, you know we shared in every responsibility but that you needed her uh, to help you, that's basically feeding into but, this whole thing. But, but I mean, sharing and responsibility of okay, you can do certain things and I can do certain things. So you right. do these things and I'll do these things. Yeah, but and that's it, not what Bax is saying. Bax yeah. is saying that you oh. need to be told when to clean something up rather than just doing it. That's no, the complaint no, no. This, that this he's was ta- pre-planned. Like we would okay. pre-plan going, hey, you know mm-hmm. what? Uh, maybe we should do. You know, can, can you do the? I don't know, the garage or something this weekend, you know, that kind of thing. See, here, here's where I kind of stumble into this, and I'll be the first to admit, yeah. I'm kind of guilty of this stuff. If there's stuff, let's just say uh, there's, like, stuff in the house that needs to be put away. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with putting my stuff away, but I don't want to put her stuff away and do it wrong. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if I put stuff away and I don't tell her exactly where I put her stuff... Then that's on me. I was accused of folding the towels incorrectly. Well, how are you folding them? I was folding them incorrectly. I thought I was folding them neatly. And by the way, I got a lesson from the last wife yeah. about folding the towels. And I tried to emulate her style. And I still got it wrong. I, think it, I think it was more about other things than it was about Maybe. the towels. Yeah, I think Maybe. the towels was probably yeah. just the tip of the iceberg. Maybe. But, uh, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. you were still folding towels. Yes. Right? You just weren't folding them the right way. Correct. There's many ways, ladies, in which towels can be folded. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Not in the last marriage, I found out. Only one way will do. See, I'm kind of in in old habits when it comes to, like, folding towels. Yeah. I'll fold a towel. I'll put the towels away. But if it's a matter of, like, you know, know, paperwork that she has, I don't don't know what to do with that. Here's here's something I don't have to do anymore. Fold anything. It just gets washed. It goes in the clean basket, and then mm-hmm. when you're ready to use it, you just take out a clean shirt or pants or whatever you need. Yeah, yeah. you have no idea how lucky you got. Oh, uh, it's like uh, you really, yeah, you really a, dodged a bullet there, like, buddy. I did. Yeah, it's a great thing too. Without cotton clothes, and nobody really has all cotton clothes anymore anyway. You got these multi-fiber things. You just toss them in a pile inside a drawer. Yeah, and they come out. They come look, out fine. Yeah. They don't even need to iron them exactly. or nothing. I got news for you. Um, like pants. Mm-hmm. I would never iron pants. No. I fill out my pants so perfectly. It stretches all the wrinkles out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because I got some parts of, of the, some parts of me in the pants that are so big, 
you know, legs and butt cheeks that really this there's nothing to be wrinkled. I'll purposely buy clothes like that just mm-hmm. so I don't have to worry about ironing them, like shorts or you know that material where yeah. you don't have to worry about. You know, if it gets wrinkled, it's all right because it just flattens out once you wear it. Meantime, we need a woman on the show here, back to Bax's original point, to tell us, like, for instance, it's getting a little dusty in here. Mm-hmm. None of us have dusted. Uh, maybe we need a woman to tell, you know, be nice if you picked up the duster once in a while. Right, but we're not the only ones using this room. How come Dan Williams or Pat Kelly couldn't dust up? You're right. All of us guys are included in this. We, that's why we need a woman somehow. Because we have a cleaning crew that comes in here. Yeah, but they don't dust apparently. Well, I guess not. Maybe there's no woman on that crew either. Maybe it's an all male. Oh, no, 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 no. There's, 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 there's nothing but on ladies that on that crew. Well, then why aren't they dusting? Well, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. you should ask them All right. next time they're here. Yeah. I want you to personally ask them how come you're not doing your job. Why don't we bring them in for an interview on the show? Because they usually do weekend work ah, and they're here at night. Yeah. And I'm not sticking around for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I can't say that I'm, uh, I'm great at putting things away or picking things up. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm a slob necessarily. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, admit that, go that far into it. But right. As far as, you know, taking responsibilities of what I will and will not do on my own, mm-hmm. as opposed to being what I'm told to do, sometimes I feel like uh, being told to do is really the, the best way of doing it. I'm good at two things. I'm good at washing dishes, and I don't mind doing that. Yep. And I'm good at vacuuming, because I like seeing the little patterns in the rug when you vacuum. That's you, it. You I don't, don't do. I don't got anything else. I don't, you, you know what I'm really good at? What? Uh, lying on the couch mm. and uh, thinking with my phone for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. That's I'm a fantastic one. at that. That's yeah. important because if your phone's not working properly, you can't get in touch with your wife and have a discussion. Yeah, like in an yeah. emergency situation, yeah. like, hey, honey, these towels ain't going to fold themselves. Right. Yeah, I guess someone's got to know that. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to be informed. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying, you know, I know, the, ladies, I know you're complaining about uh, this kind of thing, mm-hmm. but you know, look at it from our perspective. Yeah. Do you want some naggy broad telling you what to do all day? <laughs> yeah. We, you know, after a while, all we hear is yap, yap, yap. We don't even hear what the words are. Well, again, I never really had a problem, like, taking on projects because it was just making our house better. You know what I mean? Like, it mm-hmm. was, like, improving uh, some aspect. And I'm not an mm. idea maker. I am a laborer. I, w- I, I admit that through and through. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't know how to do things on my own. There are certain things I know how to do on my own, but for like these complex projects, you're the same way, Bax. It's it's the same thing. You t- you tell me the same thing. You don't you, you can't do certain around the house projects. Yeah, but and, I, but I wouldn't say I'm a laborer. I would say I'm a thinker. Yeah, see, that's I, dif- I'm a, a reflector. That's the difference between you and me. Yeah, I like, reflect. I'll do it. You just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. Right. I don't have a problem with it either. You just need to give me direction. It's nice when you do get a little primer on how to do things, and I don't mind taking that advice either. And by the way, I did something. I was actually handy over the weekend. For the first time in probably years. What'd you do? Uh, we had a bike ride, Jill and I, and uh, a flat tire right before right before we were set to go. Really? Let me I, guess. You changed this tire all by yourself. I put a new tube in. Yeah. Did, did she, and and she, I'd never done it before. But you did it. I'd never done yeah. it before. Right. I watched a video on YouTube similar to how yeah. Bax is That's gonna, how you do things He's going to suck out the uh, waste yeah, from his right. RV. Now, did she tell you to uh, to change the tire, or would you have ridden on the rims? I don't recall. So I would have picked up the bike, thrown it on the ground, and say, mm. I'm walking home. Yeah. That's what I would have or done. Or I'm getting a ride. Well, we already I'm were home. Uber. We already were home. Uh, we were starting yeah. at home when the, when the whole thing began. Right. Right before we even started. 
Okay, now, if this had happened when you're 50 miles away from the house, mm-hmm. would you have been able to still do it? Yeah, because I have in the... Uh, I learned my lesson. Remember, I told you guys I had to walk my bike home. I don't remember anything you say. I had to walk my bike home about seven miles a year or so ago, and that's when I got a lesson on how to do a a tube, and I got a tube in the little back pouch of the bike now. You you got a a patch kit? Yes. You do? Yes. Really? Yes. You got to fix a flat? No. No, it's just- a can of- Everybody needs a can of fix a flat. Well, yeah. I don't think you can put that in a bike. No, you can't. You got to actually take the bad tube out, put a new tube in, fill it up. Why wouldn't you be able to do that? A can of fix a flat. You're only using maybe a quarter of the can. Yeah. I don't know. It's well, a good you, question. Well, you got to find the source of the leak. Mm. That's the one thing you yes. got to do. Yeah, that's, you know, and then, you know, a whole tire, that could take all day. Exactly that, right. If I had to take all day to do that, I wouldn't have the energy for a bike ride. And this wasn't a leak in the tube. The valve was malfunctioning. Ah, so the whole, yeah. Yes. So, Why separate knob? Right. Why? Why? Mm. See, now if it were suggested <laughs> that I go on a bike ride, mm-hmm. I might have popped the tire my damn self. Mm-hmm. That's what I might have oh, done. Oh, look what happened. A little we're, passive aggressive, but gonna, I don't know what happened. But you would have had a tube and you would have been able to fix it yourself. Only if I were told to do it. Mm-hmm. It's 622 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Hi, I'm Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 629. And talking heads with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. You know, I was convinced when that song first came out, they were singing Connecticut Days Go By. Yeah, they could have been. I mean, they, all, they. I mean, Chris Franz and Tina Weymouth live in Connecticut. Right. Why not? They're from New England. Went to RISD, right? Isn't that where they met? Yep. And uh, so, you know, there could have been a New England thing. I don't know. Hey, we got phone calls at the Rock 102. Who's this? Hey, this is Ed. What's up, Ed? If you have AAA, they now pick you up if you have a flat tire on your bicycle. Get on out! A, on a bicycle? Really? Yeah, they just added that this year. Do they uh, go through the expense of putting it on a flatbed to bring it to its nearest pumping station? I don't know about that, but... I'll be damned. Mm. Here I am thought uh, thinking they were all about triptychs and uh, discounts and movie tickets. Just think of it this way. It's one less thing you got to do. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Uh, very good. All right. Well, thanks very much for the call. See you. All right. I'm never going to have to fix a flat again on a bicycle, but I got to get AAA first. Yeah. 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 Uh, today I Learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned. Back to Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Hey, uh, today I learned that the Bodhi fig tree in Sri Lanka Mm -hmm. is the oldest tree on Earth Hmm. with a known planting date. Wow. It was planted in 288 B.C. by an Indian princess. How do they know that? Well, probably wrote it down. History. Uh, I thought the Joshua tree was the oldest tree. No, no, no. Not even even close. This is is in the world. The Joshua tree is in the United States. What about the lending tree? How old is that one? Not as old as any one of them. Mm. Uh, Does it still grow figs? Uh, yes, it does. It's still fruits. Yes, it's got How a big pouch on it. You know what that looks like. Right? <laughs> yeah. fig pouch. I'm aware of them, yes. The uh, sapling was taken from the original tree where Buddha found enlightenment. The tree is honored every year on December's full moon. How about that? That is interesting. There you go. Thank and, you very much for sharing that. And that is Today I Learned with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Coming up next in the news, everything you need to know about the demolition of the Civic Center Garage, straight ahead on Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 635. We're back, Steve and Dave at Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you're traded or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Dangerous heat continuing again today, mid-90s for the highs in Springfield. And again, those cooling centers across 
the city of Springfield continuing to be open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. through Friday, various locations available. Also, the Springfield Department of Public Works announcing solid waste collection began early today due to the heat. Trash, recycling, and yard waste collection already began at 5.30 this morning. If you live in Springfield, you're being asked to put out your bins no later than that time. If you haven't already, it might be too late. That includes scheduled bulk collection as well. I don't like the uh, the sound of the word solid waste. Something very suggestive about that, and I'm not sure I like it. You're more comfortable with uh, sewage, which would be the sort of liquidy waste. Uh, I'm not comfortable with it yet. <laughs> okay. Still am waiting for my uh, deliveries of my tank. Solid waste is just garbage. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that what they're telling you? Yes. You believe everything that comes out of uh, DPW? I believe everything that comes out of a garbage man's mouth, and I know a few. And. Uh, mm. All right, I'm going to trust you on that. When they're not doing weird things in their little truck cabs by themselves. Yeah, right. Uh, they're they're pretty uh, intellectual people. Just a reminder, by the way. To Name s- five. Uh, that guy, <laughs> the one guy, the other guy. We should have a garbage man as a, yeah. like a correspondent on the show. You know, <laughs> we do have a garbage man that would uh, love to give his two cents about uh, things that go on here. Hmm. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's uh, Billy, Billy the Trash Man. He's got a he's got a mind of his own. That guy. Yeah. From solid waste to the sewage, I mentioned. Just a reminder: stay out of the Connecticut River. That moratorium still exists, and the list of affected communities includes Springfield, West Springfield, Agawam, and Long Meadow. So, if you're trying to cool off, go to one of those cooling stations. Don't go in the Connecticut River. And also, you're not going to be able to swim in East Hampton at the public pool there. They don't have any lifeguards. The East Hampton Parks and Rec Department tried to find five to eight lifeguards they needed to open for the season. Couldn't do it. Short-staffed. Yep. The pool was set to open back on June 25th. Five days later, it was announced not enough employees to open up, so no East Hampton Parks and Rec public pool again this year. You know what's crazy? Obviously, it's a staffing issue. Mm -hmm. But for a youngster Mm -hmm. who knows how to swim, who can get certified. Yep. That's a great summer job. Cake gig, right? For the most part. I mean, you may have to you know, save a life uh, here and there. Then right? you, all of a sudden you're a hero. Mm-hmm. But those jobs being un- unfilled, I'll tell you, if you're like a, like a high school kid and you're looking mm-hmm. for a gig, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Lifeguards <laughs> is awesome. I agree. You work in your tan. You get exposed to the sun. Well, People don't want to work. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, don't, I don't understand it. I mean, I understand it. I don't want to work either But but uh, at that age. But that's a sweet gig. Workers will begin work on the demolition of the Civic Center garage next month at the site. In fact, workers are already abating so, caulking from the expansion joints and the roof membrane. So soon they're doing this? Mm-hmm. It's only been unusable for 20 I mean, 30 years i mean i i know they were talking about it but i can't believe they've acted so quickly they're also already removing the interior lighting at the garage on 41 harrison ave and next week the work will begin in full decommissioning of the elevators the disconnecting of the utilities and installing fencing at the top of the garage there's already some of them jersey barriers in and around traffic directional signs in the area. Yeah. Well, you know, it, listen, this is this is long yeah. overdue, and they're going to put the Taj Mahal of parking garages up in its place. Oh, you're right. 
Yeah, they're, they plan to build the, the new five-story garage with room for a 1,000 cars. Oh, you're going to be so happy to be parking your car up on the top floor and waiting two hours to get out of there Which, uh, during well, a, like a, like a but, Thunderbirds game. See, mm-hmm. that's the thing. You put a new garage in. You know, when they built MGM's garage, they have another exit to that. On the third floor, you can get out to Union Street on the third deck. Mm-hmm. It's a ramp straight down to Union Street. Yeah. So if you built it that way... Where there's an there's extra exits. There's only one. I thought there was only one entrance and exit to that, but or there was one entrance, and then you exited the other way. Yeah, you because exited of the, on on. Uh, I think you, chestnut, right? Uh, no, you would exit. I think you exited on what is it? Hamden Street. What's the one where the the bank is? The Berkshire no, bank? that's uh that's Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, I think you exited on Harrison. Hamden Street is like on the other side of right, the well, fort. Well, I don't know my maps. Uh, but it's the street right next to it where the Berkshire Bank is. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So that one, I think that's where they come come out. Well, either way, uh, it's it, this is this has been needed for years. It's finally nice to see we're talking about it only being one month away. Well, Bax, you mentioned the. Taj Mahal of parking garages, which will be the finished product. And I said that that would have space for a thousand cars. That's actually down from the original construction built in 1971. You could put 1,232 yeah, cars. Yeah, but they've in restricted there. about but you can only, 600 yeah. <laughs> spaces in the last 10, 15 years. You're right. You can only put about 800 cars in there now. Yeah. The garage had deteriorated to the point where only 700 spaces were usable. So. A thousand is going to seem like a, a luxury when that finally is concluded. The last couple of times that I had parked my car in there for you know various events, I always felt driving around, either getting in or getting out of it, this cannot possibly be a safe place for me to leave my car. It can't be. And it's, and it's not about whether it get you know broken into or or uh, you know whatever. It would always be about when is this thing going to collapse and pancake around me? I mean, it, it, it's just that gross. Yep. And I've only had brief experiences with it in my two years here. Yeah. Just as bad as you guys. Tim Sheehan, the city of Springfield's chief development officer, does remind people that during the construction, which will begin in earnest next month, there will be, quote, inconvenience for those looking for places to park in that area of downtown Springfield. Did they so, say how long it's going to take to build it? Do they, uh, do they give a time frame? Uh... 13 to 14 months. That's not that bad. Uh, instruction to begin late fall, early winter of 2022, and take 13 to 14 months to complete. That's not that bad. Oh, yeah, one I'm, season of the yeah. uh, of the Thunderbirds right. is probably going to be a mess. You you can always park in the Tower Square parking lot. <laughs> you can you can always park at MGM if you Who need to. To do that, it's not that far of a of a stumble. To uh, the Mass Mutual Center. No, but most people, I think, think, well, if I can park right here across the street as opposed to three blocks down. You know. Listen, I think I'm safer, and my car is in better. It's, yeah. It's also safer if I park you know, with with my keys still in the car in the north end and walking my way down. True. I think that's safer than parking in that Civic Center garage. Meantime, if you're looking where to get those wonderful toys, Macy's in the Holyoke Mall is getting a Toys R Us. Yes, a comeback for Toys R Us. They went bankrupt, sold all their stores back in 2018, a few pop-up locations. Now, thanks to a new partnership, Toys R Us will be inside Macy's nationwide, including the Holyoke Mall. 
It's just a brand name. Yeah. I mean, you can sell toys. Sure. How much did they? I wonder how much they paid for the rights to the name Toys R Us. What Macy's? Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, it just seems kind of silly. Well, there are Macy's closing all over the place. In fact, isn't Holyoke like one of the last ones standing? Uh, yeah, around here anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As far as I know. Well, the timeline for the Holyoke Mall location of the Toys R Us inside Macy's not released yet. Rollouts of the partnership between Macy's and Toys R Us expected to start later this month. And that's it for your news on Rock 102 at 643. We're back, Steve and Dave. We've got a mass hat coming up next. GG Inks, screen printing and improving. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 651. And the Rolling Stones are back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. Uh, Going to be hot, hazy, and humid today. Chance of a late-day thunderstorm with a high of 96, a heat index of 102. It's uh, 71 right now in downtown Springfield. Going to be a nice warm day on Friday. Uh, I'm going to be at the uh, Free Music Friday at MGM, at the, uh, the MGM Plaza, Friday from 7 to 9. Red Matter, formerly Terrapin, will be there. The Grateful Dead tribute. They'll be performing. There'll be uh, there'll be food trucks. White Lion Brewing will be down there. It's gonna be a great great time, and you can win great Rock 102 prizes. That's this Friday from seven to nine at the Plaza at MGM with me and the road crew from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Six fifty two with Bex, Steve, and Dave. Oh wait, wrong one. This one. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Waquel Steele, who's 22 years old, in Somerville, Mass., taken into custody on a charge of assault with a dangerous weapon, according to the MBTA. He threatened a bus driver. For driving too slowly in Somerville, he took out a piece of wood, threatened to clobber him. What kind of piece of wood? Like a two by four, or uh, you know, just like a like a pointed stick? It was a piece of wood, according to the report in NBCBoston.com, meant to quote secure the tires of the bus. So I don't know if this is the kind of thing that oh, like one of them uh, them blocks. I guess those wedge wedge blocks. Right. So he took an aggressive stance toward the bus driver and demanded his money back. Because the bus driver was going too slow in Somerville. Well, I mean, you know, the thing about the bus is, I mean, uh, you need transportation because you need because you have a place to be. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes at a particular time, maybe you have uh, appointments and public transportation. While it seems inconvenient for some is a great way to get around. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Somerville buses are going a little slow. What do you, uh, we, uh, we have a problem in this country of people not being courteous. There was a guy uh, in Hartford who pointed the gun at the girls who didn't say thank you for holding the door for him. That's right. And then, uh, and then this guy uh, driving too slow with the bus. Can these uh, folks not see how violent it can lead to violence if you're not complimentary of somebody else? Yeah, or, or the guy stealing the 700 bucks worth of Legos recently as well. Yeah. And, you know, from kids who could enjoy these fantastic toys. Well... I don't know if that's really the same. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, you uh, could say the kids were hogging the Legos off yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah those kids were, yeah. But yeah, lack of manners, I think you're floor. right. Yeah, lack of manners, for sure. That's interesting, because, uh, you know, I mean, usually on the, on the bus, people are very considerate. Well, plus you want, you want the bus driver to be safe. I'm sure he was 
driving appropriately. So I think he probably was uh, he was yeah. slacking. How do you know? Maybe he was. Uh, he knew this guy was getting agitated, so he's like, "Oh, I'm just gonna take my foot off the gas just a little bit." See, we assume that right? this guy was being totally unreasonable, mm-hmm. but it's possible that the bus rider could have bus rider uh, driver could have been going well below the speed limit. He could be an agitator. Yeah. What, what do you want him to drive like Sandra Bullock? In speed? Well, if the if the uh, if the speed limit is uh, forty miles an hour, right? And you're going twenty five, mm-hmm. even thirty. You know, come on, uh, uh, Ralph Cramden, let's uh, let's pump it up a little bit. <laughs> Remember that movie? Uh, the bus was speeding all around the city, and if it speeded below fifty miles an hour, it would blow up, and it was just speeding everywhere. Yes, Why, I, I just remember. Sandra Bullock. I can't remember the name of the movie. It yeah. was called the bus that couldn't slow down. That's mm. what it was. Yes, and the guy that. Had no fingers, and the one that blew up Jeff Daniels in the beginning of the movie, too. Remember? Did he get blown up in yes. that? Yes. Usually I never forget a movie where someone yes. gets blown up. Yeah, because he was Keanu Reeves' partner. Mm. Right. That's why right. Keanu had a mission to find right. the killer. Right. You don't the terrorist. Don't, you don't just blow up Jeff Daniels and expect to get away with it. That's right. Uh, one other thing in the mass hat quickly. Brock's Candy is selling tailgate-flavored candy corn. You can buy them at Walgreens and online. What does that mean? Right. Good question. The tailgate-flavored candy corn packs five flavors. Supposed to taste like a classic tailgate. Hot dogs, hamburgers, popcorn, vanilla ice cream, and fruit punch. Hey, uh, I'm, on the, uh, I'm on the board at uh, Brock's Candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, any one of you here in this think tank can come up with a way to make these taste even worse than they are. Does anybody have anything? Uh, sir, I think we should uh, make everything hot dog and hamburger flavored. Excellent idea. You're promoted. <laughs> and what? Who did that? Yeah. <laughs> Don't, but, but no idea, idea is a bad idea, right? But hot dogs, hamburgers, yeah. popcorn, ice cream, and fruit punch? Why? How about a little beer? And if it's going to taste like a tailgate. Well, like, I can see if they made it all like, oh, these are the flavors of your drinks at picnics. Like, mm-hmm. one tastes like cola and one right. tastes like fruit punch. But mm-hmm. now you're you're saying one tastes like a hot dog and a hamburger? Mm-hmm. It can't be any worse than normal candy corn. You remember when uh, uh, Yankee Candle came out with the bacon candle and it yeah. smelled nothing awful. like bacon? It smelled awful. It smelled like a wet piece of wood that bacon may have been on. <laughs> <laughs> Yum. Yeah. It smelled, so. like, it smelled like greasy smoke. What a great idea from the Brock's Candy Company. Yeah. 657 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next in the 102-second sports, somebody got tossed out of the All-Star game, but not the one you're thinking of. We'll have details straight ahead on Rock 102. Rock 102. $309 a month. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I could sit here and give you all the X's and O's of last night Major League Baseball's All-Star Game, but I think we've all suffered quite enough. In my view, I'd rather avoid talking about a meaningless exhibition and focus on something else that you might not care about either. NASCAR Auto Racing. Yes, it's true. I hardly ever talk about auto racing, but that's mostly because there just aren't enough hours in the day for me to get to everything. But in this case, I feel different. Why? I don't know. All I know is that yesterday, NASCAR announced plans for an unprecedented event coming next year to the city of Chicago, Illinois. What uh, what of these NASCAR guys got their fire resistance leaves? Well, according to yesterday's announcement, in an effort to celebrate NASCAR's 75th anniversary, 
They will hold their first ever street race through the nation's third largest city. Coming July 2nd of 2023, NASCAR will introduce its inaugural cup race along the shores of Lake Michigan through Chicago's Lake Drive, a 12-turn, 2.2-mile street course that looks to revolutionize NASCAR into something that Formula One racing's been doing for as long as NASCAR has been doing their thing. Either way, sounds exciting, right? In theory, it sounds incredibly fun. After all, I've driven through the streets of Chicago hundreds of times, and you know what? There have been times, due to the heavy traffic flow and the congestion of 8 million people within the city limits, that I've been able to reach top speeds of 9 miles an hour. Believe me, I'm driving along Lake Drive, the people, the exhaust, the potential spray of bullets racing around Chicago. No easy feat, especially if you're looking to gun it to speeds over 15 miles an hour. And the pit stops? I've seen pit crews in Chicago remove tires, rims, stereos, catalytic converters, mufflers, and loose change for the tolls. They don't necessarily replace any of that stuff, but if there were ever a city ready for total chaos, then it's the city of Chicago. But hey, don't let those 797 murders last year in Chicago fool you. If there was ever a NASCAR event worth going to, this would be among them. But hey, never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, I got a small little place uh, for the city of Milwaukee in my heart. Uh, Milwaukee Tools, for example. Possibly the most innovative tool company in the world. That's why you see red and white Milwaukee tools on job sites all the time. And that's why they sell Milwaukee tools at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Spring 12. And Stevie Nicks are back. Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Yeah, it's going to be hot today. Uh, Mid-90s again. So stay cool. You have any uh, dead Facebook friends? Either of you? Yeah, actually, I got... Mm -hmm. uh, Quite a few. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dead Facebook and dead dead contacts and among my you know phone numbers in my phone as well. Well, that's different. I'm talking yeah. about like the social media yeah. uh, aspect of it. Uh, yeah. Like recently, like three women that I went to high school with have like died away. in the last sixty yeah. days, and uh, two of them I was Facebook friends with, and like I don't know what to do. Like uh, you know, should I move them away? Should I you know? Defriend them. I it's mean, it, it's one of those things. Like, do I do this, and then somebody's going to notice that I defriended that person, <laughs> even though they're dead and they're not posting anything? Yeah. But it, like, uh, you know, I notice like uh, some people, uh, you know, they'll, they'll tag that person in, in a post to remember them or something like that. Um, but like, when is the when is the grieving window closed where you can unfriend and add more people? <laughs> you know, it sounds living people. You know, it sounds uh, like you're being uncaring and uh, insensitive, but yeah. the reality is, you can only have five thousand friends on Facebook. That's what I'm saying. Unless you go on the professional route, then you can have thousands of followers. And then uh, people like us, we have the five thousand almost max. Yeah. So, you know, like, where do, you, where do you start drawing the line? Well, I've been uh, eliminating a lot of uh, angry Facebook trolls yeah. as of late over the last uh, few months. And I've been actually finding that to be uh, very satisfying. So I, I actually have some room. I'm, I'm, I'm more likely to eliminate you as a troll than eliminate you as a dead guy. I, you know, I'll hang on for a while in case you know, something you know, miraculous happens yeah. and you mm -hmm. start responding. 
from I, uh, the grave. I actually like to keep the trolls because then I screenshot their stuff and then put it on other message boards to mm-hmm. show people what douchebags they are. That's fun. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, you know, where where do you draw the line with that? Per- you know, uh, some people have that remembering this person. Yeah. But that's still considered a friend, which it shouldn't be. Once that once that page becomes a memorial page. Yeah. I mean, um, it's it's not like you're getting a whole lot out of that friendship anymore. No, but uh, two nine three one zero two one. What's the d- dead friend uh, dead friend unfriending etiquette? Yeah, what's what's the right protocol? Yeah, and how many dead Facebook friends do you have? Like, who's well, the record holder the, out there? The problem is, like, I don't even know. Sometimes there was a girl from my high school, and I do you know I do the uh, I do the the very. Uh, the very personal happy birthday wish by wishing everybody HBD because mm-hmm. it's easy to just write HBD when you're going down a list of people. Heartfelt, yeah. and very then, heartfelt. Uh, and then yeah. I was pointed out by another classmate of mm-hmm. mine from high school going, oh, hey, uh, Diana died like four years ago. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, oh. That's why I'm getting no response. Yeah, That's whoopsie. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's freaking terrible, <laughs> but I know a guy who died uh, early on during COVID, the yeah. guy I used to work with, you know, many many years ago, and uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, defriend the account, even yeah. though I, you know, I mean, you know, the story was in trade magazines and all this other stuff, and somebody, you know, it, you know, posted like I don't know, four or five months later, mm-hmm. dude, check your messages. <laughs> And, you know, all of us that couldn't let go of this poor guy's memory are like, I don't know how to break it to you, but he's not going to answer your message. He's dead. He's not going to respond. My son, I'm proud of him. He got rid of Facebook like six years ago. Just because yeah. he saw this train coming, not just with what you're talking about, just in yeah. general. Well, he's like, but he's, Facebook sucks. But he's a young, he's yeah. a younger yeah. guy. Yeah, so know, you know, yeah. young kids don't go on Facebook because it's the thing that their parents yeah. and grandparents mm-hmm. use. Right. But you know, but it could be the very same with Instagram mm-hmm. or you know, or you know, TikTok or anything else. Yeah. But like, I, I believe we have calls coming through here to find out what the etiquette yeah, is. All right, thing is. Uh, all right, etiquette for dead Facebook friends. All right, uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Is this? Yeah, this is, my name is Steve. I have a story about Facebook and uh, someone passing away. Well, please right, go Steve, ahead. Lay it on us. Um, my mom passed away, I'm and sorry. my my no, it's it's fine. It was a few years ago, and my brother took her phone, mm-hmm. and then we got into a fight about it. And like you said, the Facebook page was a memorial, and we got into a fight, and he went on her phone and deleted me and blocked me from my own. Passed away's mother's face. Oh, Jesus. Man. That's cold. Cold Cold as H-E double hockey sticks, my friend. Yeah, no no kidding. Now, did you ever resolve the the disagreement? Yeah, I I had messaged him and uh, and explained to him that that's the coldest thing you could ever do to a person. Mm -hmm. And we actually did resolve the problem, but we did not resolve the fight. Mm. Wow. That's uh, that's that's harsh. So he's still got control of the Facebook page, right? He still has her phone. It's been years, and he still has her phone and her Facebook page. Wow. What a bastard. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Hope you get. A, hope you find a way to resolve with your brother. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thank you. I uh, I haven't been on it in well, I was going to say, I got okay. another call here. Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Carly. Hi, Carly. What's up? 
So as far as the Facebook etiquette goes, yeah. so my grandmother passed away a few years ago, yeah. and she still has Facebook. And my oldest son got her iPad, and uh, he realized that she was still logged into Facebook. So for like a quick moment, we looked at each other and thought of like, like writing a post from her. Yes, that's awesome. <laughs> and like having a great time wishing you were here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then we just, I, you know, we both kind of talked each other out of it. We're like, no, that's in bad taste. But for a moment, it did cause our, you know, minds to to send a post from from uh, heaven. Nice. <laughs> That's great. Was, was there any like good lines that you had? Really good lines? Oh, <laughs> uh, we had a bunch. We were like, should we call out family members? Should we just like, yeah, yeah we weren't sure, but you know, it, it was a fleeting moment, and I'm glad we went against it because I think a lot of people would have been really mad. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, sometimes bad taste is the best stuff. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I'm not speaking out of turn here. All right, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much. Bye bye. Yeah, see, it's like you know, you know, uh, I I have control which I haven't been on in a few years, my wife's uh, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know, it must be an algorithm. Like, uh, how does Facebook know somebody's dead? Like, do you have to report that to them? Or is it is it something like when they start seeing, you would think when they start seeing memorials and, 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 and being tagged and things like that, you would automatically go, oh, we'll change this to a remembrance page. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Now, their algorithms only work to kick you off Facebook if you say something inappropriate. Like I called somebody Big Dog one time and I got kicked off Facebook. Wow. For Big Dog? Yeah. Of just, all the many things yeah. that people have called any one of us yeah. over the last several months. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. How about I'll be that? damned. Yeah. Well, somebody must not have liked you. Yeah. Like I like I'm I I'm just checking I'm I'm still I'm still friends with your wife. Yeah, well, a lot of there's a lot of people yeah. that are, yeah. and uh, you know I mean, I have since saved all the pictures. Like there's nothing on there that is. She was never a big user of it of it anyway. Right. So there's really not that much stuff on there. There's not a lot of messengers. There's nothing really on there other than the pictures and. You know, those were important because those are the ones that she took and I didn't have in my possession, but now I do. So when do you say uh, sayonara? I don't know. Steve, during this uh, difficult discussion, uh, would you be offended if I uh, unfriended your late wife? No, you can unfriend her right now. Really? Because, I mean, no, that's a really hard discussion. I've never never really wanted to have that with you. Listen, uh, her and I are still friends and we haven't poked in years. (laughs) Years. Years. Is poke still a thing, by the way, or not? No, I think they did away with that, but still. (laughs) But all that extra Farmville equipment's just sitting there. Oh, just sitting there? What? (laughs) What's the depreciation on a Farmville plow? What's the deal with that? It's 721 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102. Rock 102 with Robert Plant, Bax, and Steve, and Dave, and Kaczynski. Good morning. We were not playing Led Zeppelin yeah, we were Robert on Plant. We weren't on that record. You know, uh, <laughs> going back to that topic, the, the reason I brought that up was because I was noticing yesterday that my mother is still a Facebook friend of mine. Mm. Now, my mother hardly ever used Facebook. Right. And uh, when she did, she was like... Uh, thinking that she was Googling something and then like typing it in a comment or a post, <laughs> you know, so it was a little a little off. 
Uh, so I was like, oh, do I defriend my dead mom? Like, huh. you know, what, you know, what's the etiquette on yeah. that? So, I think you um, can. I, I, think, I think you can, but it's like, uh, what the service are you doing to the rest of the family? You know, that, that's where it is. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's a, there's well, other people. Are you the only family member still a friend of hers? No, no, we all are. All right. Well, yeah. you know, then, then, you know, there'll be representation. I, I guess so. And then, uh, and then I get, uh, every once in a while I'll get, uh, uh, like some, I don't really use Snapchat all that much. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, a couple of people that I might uh, trade uh, erasable pictures back and forth with, like Bax when I send him my uh, D pics. Sure, right. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you it, for that, by the way. But then, like every once in a while, though, you get a notification from Snapchat that somebody has just joined uh, Snapchat, and like a month ago, I got one that says your friend Andy Yee just joined Snapchat, and I was like, uh, does anybody want to tell Snapchat <laughs> what's going on? I'm- I'm I'm pretty sure he's not posting many yeah, selfies. I don't yeah. think he is either. <laughs> Jesus. It's, and the same thing with my, my buddy Jay Soute, the comedian. Oh, the doctor. Yeah. He yeah. he unfortunately passed away a couple of years ago uh, from some weird like brain blockage. It was it was crazy. Yeah. It was very sad. And then the same thing with him. Uh hey, your friend Jay Soute just joined Snapchat. Oh boy. Really? <laughs> How does that happen? I didn't know you could take your cell phone with yeah. you to the afterlife. <laughs> and that's why they're so far behind all the others. Yeah. It's 7.30. We have news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. An early morning shower, thunderstorm, and patchy fog giving away to... Along with free water testing, 7.30 Union Street in West Springfield. Here's Steve, uh, <laughs> Dave Coombs with the news. Well, speaking of pools, uh, you can still cool off with the Springfield cooling centers that will be open from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. today through Friday because of the high heat index. We're going to have highs in the mid-90s once again today. Meantime, new information in the case of Molly Bish, 22 years after the teen disappeared from her lifeguard post in Warren. In June of last year, Worcester County DA Joseph Early announcing his office was investigating Francis Sumner Sr. in connection to Bish's murder. Uh, Sumner's son incarcerated in Ohio for aggravated robbery. Investigators traveling to Ohio to obtain a DNA sample from him only to find out it doesn't match any evidence in the Bish case. That sucks so bad. I mean, this family is just looking for closure after... 22 years, years 22 years it's it's crazy it sucks um hopefully they'll come up with some other kind of lead well i mean i i'm and not, not to you know, not to prolong this discussion for too long but it's like okay so if if you go through the dna evidence of an offspring mm-hmm. how accurate is that I think it's pretty accurate. I mean, they're finding when these people who submit these twenty three and me things, they're no, they're using that to trace to to murderers. There was that guy in California that they've traced to like ten different murders out there. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, do we know for sure? This this, I mean, not to be conspiratorial about this, but do we know that this is the kid's biological father? I mean, do we even know that? Yeah, I mean, I you just know. don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel, I, I really feel horrible for the Bish family. You would love to see them get the closure they deserve. I, I, I can't speak about the science part because I don't understand. It, I know, so I, I don't know. Molly Bish was just sixteen when she disappeared back in June of two thousand. In another case here, a man wanted in connection with the death of a Harvard woman was himself shot and killed last night during a confrontation with police. 
Matthew Davis of Fitchburg had been wanted for questioning in the death of the 23-year-old woman from Harvard, Mary Anderson, who'd been reported missing over the weekend. He was fatally shot by state troopers during an attempt to speak with him about the case around 745 last night in West Brattleboro, Vermont. Damn. Uh, Anderson's body had been found inside her own truck in Brattleboro days after her family reported her missing and reported fearing she'd been kidnapped. Got another story out of Holyoke. A man there arrested in connection to the murder of an 18-year-old whose body was discovered in the Connecticut River earlier this month. The Hamden County District Attorney's Office announcing that 21-year-old Elijah Melendez of Holyoke was arrested and charged in connection with the murder of that 18-year-old, Elise Vizcarando, also of Holyoke. And we had a little standoff last night on I-495 in Andover. An armed suspect had barricaded himself in a vehicle. Last night, he suffered an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound, according to state police. They had to close down portions of 495 around Andover. Because of that, the suspect, believed to be in the car, allegedly wanted in connection with several bank robberies in Massachusetts and Rhode Island over the last few months. I'm not yet taking me in. I'm going to end this all right now. What time of night was this? It's like 7.45 last night, something Mm -hmm. like that, uh, when it happened and they had to shut down the roadway at 4.95. Well, I mean, think you imagine what that would have been like if this had been like 4 o'clock, 5.30 in the afternoon. (laughs) Or during a Patriots game. Or during a Patriots game. Wow. Man. (laughs) At least he shot on target, though. Yes, Ted, you're absolutely right. Thank thank you, Ted. We all all breathe a sigh of relief. Mm. Residents from Springfield Gardens gathering at the Quadrangle yesterday with the help of local organizations to protest conditions at Springfield Gardens. You know, we've been talking about this with the public defecations and urinations, people sleeping in the hallway, rats, roaches, all sorts of other problems. Well, the big protest yesterday, a couple of organizations, Neighbor for Neighbor and Springfield No One Leaves, gathering together for a little protest and uh, some awareness raising. Now, are there current vacancies uh, in this place? Because, uh, you know, I know people that may be looking for a place to live. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Check it. I mean, you can usually go to the websites of these apartment complexes, as I've been finding out yeah. while I'm looking for new places to live. Well, the website makes this place look like I it's a you beautiful you got a place. place. To- Didn't you get I, a place? I did, but now I'm going to switch again, I think. Because I'm finding, you know, uh. like, there, the, I said the, the market's very tough right now. But now all of a sudden, ooh, I see something shinier. Hey, look at that. And so... Yeah, I haven't completely decided yet or locked something down, but I think I have. Uh, it's not going to be Springfield Gardens, I don't think. What is the exact address? I don't have it yet. Really? I don't have it yet. I'll be damned. Well, when you get it, let us know. Sure thing. How about a little good news? The Greenfield Police Department, as well as the city of Greenfield, announcing the passing of their comfort dog, Clarence. A this Saint is Bernard. the good, good news? news? Yes, because he was honored yesterday. He'd had a rapid decline in his health. And you know, when this happens to dogs, it's sad. But when you're a superstar like Clarence, you go out in style. The department remembers (laughs) Officer Clarence as one of the nation's first police comfort dogs. He got his start helping his owner recover from the effects of PTSD. And from there, I mean, are you aware of how big a star Clarence the canine has become? Yeah, he sang that song uh, that was played at weddings during the 80s, uh, Strokin'. 
No. A stroke McLaren's Carter. Don't you stroke so fast. Because if my stuff ain't tied enough, you can stick it in. I'll be stroking. I'll be stroking. Uh, not the same Clarence. I yeah. stroke it to the east, and I, I stroke it to the west, west, and I stroke it to the woman that I love the best. I be stroking. <laughs> wow, we just heard that about a month ago on the show. So, yeah. yeah, there we yeah go. I think we did. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Clarence, the dog from Greenfield, had been a big star, as I was saying. His success comforting federal agents' stress after Sandy Hook paved the way for his work in Boston following the Boston Marathon bombing. Why Why am I thinking of that piece of audio from Casey Kasem? If we have to do one more goddamn dead dog story, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> Let me ask you something. What time of the day do you like to make love? Have you ever made love just before breakfast? Have you ever made love while you watch the Late Late Show? Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever made love on a couch? (laughs) Let me ask you this. Have you ever made love in the backseat of a car? I remember one time I made love in the backseat of a car. The policeman came and shined his light on me and said, what are you doing? I said, I'll be stroking. You know, we hear Clarence Carter lyrics about as often as we hear Tom Petty lyrics on this show. No, no, no. No, we hear Tom Petty way more than that. Way more. Uh, Back to Clarence the dog. He was honored on multiple occasions on the Today Show, CNN, Yahoo News. He rang the closing bell on Wall Street. He was featured on the Times Square Jumbotrons. He starred in Ford and Ikea commercials, Facebook ads, and even made an appearance on Saturday Night Live. According to the Greenfield Police, their dog trended number 13 worldwide on Twitter. At now one let point. me ask you something. <laughs> How long has it been since you made love? Did you make love yesterday? Did you make love last week? Did you make love last year? Or maybe it might be that you planning on making love tonight. But just remember, when you start making love, you make it hard, long, soft, <laughs> short, and be stroking. I just can't believe that a dog is more successful than me. You know? Well, Ted, you're just uh, you're just getting started hey, in life. Career's uh, just starting. You know. It did, you know that, yeah, this dog had served a, a long yeah. and productive life. You're, yeah. you're just you're just starting off. Yeah. Maybe I'll help being a dog. You know. And with that, it's seven forty-two. You got any more Clarence Carter lyrics, Steve? No, now? I'm done, Dave. Thank you. I've been stroking. That's the news on Rock 102. We got now here this next. Friday. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 749 and stroking from Billy Squire, Rock 102. No, that's not the same stroking. You sure it's not? That's not Clarence Carter. All right. Uh, It's going to be hot, hazy, and humid. Chance of a late day thunderstorm today, high in 95. Heat index of 102. It's 74 in downtown Springfield. The uh, Rock 102 wing thing is coming back on Saturday, August 27th. It's brought to you by the Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement and the Tommy Carr Auto Group. Come spend the afternoon at the Barney Estate at Forest Park and enjoy all kinds of wings. You got uh, wings. You got your boneless wings, your bone in, uh, your tossed, your breaded, your sauced, your unsauced, uh, all kinds. That's about it. Plus uh, hors d'oeuvres and adult beverages for sale, ice cream, yard games, and live music from the James Paul gang. Tickets are uh, limited and on sale now at rock102.com. It's the wing thing tossed and sauced by law by the log rolling. Log Rolling Catering, Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's coming up on 750 with back Stephen Day. Now hear this. Now hear this. I'm sorry to hear that. Great neck noise, dude. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. 
Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from former Red Sox star Mookie Betts, now with the L.A. Dodgers. And he had the honor of welcoming the crowd last night for the All-Star Game in Los Angeles. He started out okay. On behalf of the American and National League teams, we want to thank you guys for being here today. Those of you watching on TV, thank you for tuning in. The All-Star 2022 game, 2022 All-Star Game. Nailed it. Eventually. Uh, I, don't you, I don't know if you, uh, you saw this. Apparently, uh, <laughs> Big Poppy asked uh, Dusty Baker, hey, could you put me in to pinch hit? Yeah. Uh, he didn't, but it would have been kind of cool to see the old man get in there. It was. Uh, he was wearing a suit and tie, by the way, and they had him in the dugout interviewing people yeah. during the game last night. It was a lot of fun. And it's always fun to have the, the players mic'd up, too. I don't know if you – that's the only reason I like watching the All-Star games. The players are mic'd up during the game, one of the pitchers was fantastic. You were finding out what he was about to throw. I thought it was great. I think they got to do this kind of thing in baseball more often. You can hear uh, Don Mattingly chewing from the stands. Mm. <laughs> He's got, you got something in your mustache, Don. <laughs> At his age, is he even chewing solids anymore? <laughs> it's a puree. <laughs> Clip number two. The theme from Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. Now, why am I playing that? Uh, Because Jersey Shore 2.0 is coming out. But cameras were ready to roll and have been halted. The original stars of that Jersey Shore show, people like Snooki and The Situation, they all shared an identical statement on social media saying, in part, quote, we are not in support of a version of Jersey Shore that will exploit the original show, our hard work, and the authenticity to gain viewers. Well, that is the truth, huh? What a, what a masterful piece of art that thing turned out to be. Why? Because you can't have another show with other people on it? Apparently not. That's so stupid. Right? And, not, then, and, and, and still call it the Jersey Shore? No, yeah, listen, if I were the situation, and there are many reasons why I'm glad I'm not, but if I were, <laughs> I, would be stand, I would be digging my heels in too and say, how dare you try to appropriate all that we created? I don't know. I don't know how they do it. No. You didn't uh, put your de- heels in and, and you know complain about this version of your morning show. How do you know I didn't? Oh, did you? <laughs> it fell on deaf ears with management, no, did it? No one has ever complained about this. Um, according to MTV, no one. <laughs> they were ready to shoot New Jersey Sh- or Jersey Shore two, and then this has thrown a monkey wrench into the whole thing. According to the cast, they took chances. That's th- that's what made it so special. We gave our all. It says over the past thirteen years, we became a family. We gave our all. Yeah. Were you in like a Vietnam firefight? Well, it's like if they were booze on the table, they drank it all. Yeah. They puked yeah. it all. They did everything together, and they did it one hundred percent. Yes. Uh, we became a family, according to the original cast. Mm-hmm. We continued to live our lives for the world. So this is an aberration, according to the original stars of the original Jersey Shore. I think it's a brazen affront to That's what I think. Well, I th- and even if this is the case, I mean, it's showbiz goes on. You're going to have Jersey Shore, too. And this is just going to help, I would think. 
It's 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 criminal, as far as I'm concerned. I'm in right. full support of whatever the hell they're talking about. Clip number three. Here's why you should stay away from raccoons. This clip has gone viral. People in Philadelphia just admiring some cute raccoons in an alley in Philly when they're so cute. They're like acrobats right now. That one, look at that this one. Yep, got bitten oh, by a raccoon in Philadelphia. And you know, the raccoons in Philadelphia are probably pretty tough. <clears throat> Trash panda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what they're called. Yeah. I like the way I like that name for it. That's them. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh stay away from the wildlife in general, folks. Especially if a wa- wild animal's in the alleyway, just stay away from well, it. Well, like a city raccoon? It's yeah. even worse than the phrase. What was it again, Steve? Trash uh, panda. Trash panda. Yeah. yeah. The city trash panda is probably even worse than the suburban. <laughs> Alleyway wildlife, though. Yeah, yeah, Kaczynski's di- not wrong. What's I mean, the difference between a city trash panda and a country trash panda? Oh, yeah. I think the trash pandas that would be frequenting the garbage cans in, say, Longmeadow or East Longmeadow, different than they would be in, say, Philadelphia. So I would have said oh, the yeah. difference w- would clearly have been the street smarts. Yeah. You know, a city uh, you know, trash panda, mm-hmm. going to know how to get around, going to know how to... You know, you know, you know, get through the system. Sure. Knows, has an intimate knowledge of the streets. Mm-hmm. You, you put the, uh, the 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 country trash panda in the city. <laughs> he doesn't know what the hell to do with himself. With all the you know the the, the city's newfangled ways yeah. and mm-hmm. all that congestion. Sure. Yeah. Never going to survive. Like, that where's, kind of my mm, where's my gumbo? Just be careful of wildlife, folks. That's all we're saying. Seven fifty-five with back Steve and Dave. The one hundred and two second sports coming up next. <laughs> On Rock 102. Make it Wendy's, where we make fries hot and crispy. In the night on a good fry. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's late night. Hours may vary by location. Charging a cell phone can be like getting a booster shot. A booster is given to enhance or restore protection after a primary series vaccination, which wanes over time. Schedule an appointment when you are eligible. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, I like settling down and minding uh, my own business, watching sports documentaries like anybody else. When Netflix, Netflix posted that Michael Jordan documentary, Last Dance, last year, I watched it. When they released that Tiger Woods documentary a while back, I watched that one, too. However, with this whole Derek Jeter documentary series on ESPN, The Captain, I suddenly feel like I've got other things to do. In fact, I'll even go out of my way to find other things to do. I'll even make stuff up just to give uh, some extra time in my day. And no, it's not that I'm. it's just about a documentary, documentary about Derek Jeter and his time with the Yankees, but that is most of it. Of course, I'm not alone in my apathy, according to recent uh, posts on Twitter. Former Red Sox closer Jonathan Pavelbon feels the same way that I do. According to Pavel Bond, quote, hey, ESPN, uh, what you all ready to, uh, what, what you're all ready to do with, with Eric, Jesus, when you're ready to do a documentary and the real captain whip uh, A-Rod's ass, let me know. Oh man, that Johnny Paps. Dude's a caution. Of course, I'm sure that most of you Red Sox fans can easily identify that Pavel Bond is referring to former Red Sox team captain Jason Veritek in that glorious day. He shoved his entire catcher's mitt right into his smug, steroid-encrusted face of Alex Rodriguez back in 2004. Now, that showed true leadership and the clear extension of the bitterest rivalry in sports. And I applaud Jonathan Pavelbon 
for bringing this up because it gives me a moment of pensive clarity. Why am I not watching this documentary series about Derek Jeter? Because what I really want to see is an ESPN documentary series on Jason Veritek instead. Now, we may never get one, but as a Red Sox fan, the last thing I want to watch is a bunch of former Yankee players dropping praise on a guy that I don't care about. What I am interested in seeing is somebody giving Jason Veritek the respect, the respect and attention that every Red Sox fan knows he deserves. And thank you, Jonathan Papelbon, for verbalizing exactly what I needed before I realized I needed it. It's like taking preventative care before getting sick, which is exactly what would happen if I were ever forced to watch all seven episodes of a Derek Jeter documentary. Because what I really need is seven nights of tech talk instead. I'm feeling better already just thinking about it. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, uh, everyone loves using a gas mower, except it smells and gas is expensive. Think about a battery-powered mower for a second. It's light, easy maneuver, and you don't have to fill it with gasoline. You press a button and you're mowing. You can find them right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. Back sets my view from the couch. Hey, hey, hey. What's What's that thing you say at the end of the view from the couch? It's... I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. What's the thing you said in the middle? On Rockwood. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 808. And John Mellencamp. We're back, Stephen David, Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be hot, hazy, and humid today with a high of 95. Could see a chance of a late-day thunderstorm. And uh, the heat index of 102. It's 74 right now in downtown Springfield. Stay cool. Watch out for heat stroke and stuff like that. You know, I had that episode recently in Florida. My buddy in Boston had a heart attack about three or four years ago. And he's healthy today. He's doing well. But he has regular checkups. And he's very vocal during checkups. He asks a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. He expects a lot of answers out of the doctor. And he gives his own opinion sometimes. In fact, he took himself off some of the statins that had been prescribed after the heart attack, and he's doing even better because of it. Uh, it does happen where some doctors may over-medicate, yeah. or if you're seeing multiple doctors, they may just add a whole new medical protocol right. on top of the medical protocols you're already on. So I was talking to my buddy Rich yesterday, and he was telling me about his most recent checkup with a doctor, and he was talking about all this stuff and how he asked about the statins and how he demanded some answers and how he, you know, gave his opinion that his own health was improving based on his own decision to cut the statins in half. And so he's asking his doctor about all these things. He gets the report back from the doctor. He's the main doctor. What do you call that? The uh, P... uh, Primary care. Primary care. PCP. And so he gets the report back. And on the report, the doctor flags him for talking loudly about his condition. The doctor didn't like that. Doctor didn't like that my buddy was, you know, expressing his opinion loudly and he, asking he, for he questions. He didn't like that one of his patients was participating in his own care? Right. Interesting. Yes. And so that was how my friend Rich was written up on the doctor's report, which really, 
has no bearing on the doctor's assessment of your health. The fact that you're talking loudly or quietly about your own condition, you would think would be a good thing because yeah. you're supposed to be an advocate for your own health. Yeah, I, I don't know how, how I would handle something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I mean, you know, who sees this? Well, I mean, who sees this report? Well, I think your other doctors are going to see it. You know, you have specialists probably. And so, right. you know, you have these portals now where whatever exchanges occur between you and your doctor then are shared with other doctors and specialists. Yeah, but those kinds of notes about your the obnoxiousness of your personality mm-hmm. are not normally in those portals. That's what I'm saying. I mean, is that a big mistake by the doctor? I mean, is that appropriate for him to pass judgment on that? Uh, you, you know, I, I, it's probably not inappropriate if 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 the patient is being is is out of hand. Right. You know, if there's another doctor in the practice that has to you know, see this person. Mm-hmm. You know, but but nonetheless, I mean, it it shouldn't matter. You're there to. You know, care for their health, not necessarily make a value judgment of their personality. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't care for you one bit. Right. So uh, my, my friend Rich was very upset over this report. He shared it with me yesterday. He said, mm-hmm. what do you think? I said, well, he said you were talking loudly. <clears throat> he didn't say you were talking obnoxiously. Like and he didn't say you were, you know, yelling at him or anything like that. So I assume he could have used uh, different adjectives uh, to describe your behavior. My chart here it says difficult. Yeah, it's like I'm. I'm assuming that talking loudly is not a side effect of um, what he's going through. So, Elaine, you shouldn't be reading that. Tell me about this rash of yours. Well, it's uh, you know, I noticed that somebody wrote in my chart that I was difficult in january of 92 and i have to tell you that i remember that appointment exactly you see this nurse asked me to put a gown on but it was a mole on my shoulder and i specifically wore a tank top so i wouldn't have to put a gown on you know they're made of paper (laughs) it was a very long time ago how about uh, if i just erase it now about that rash but it was a pen you fake erase all right miss bennis uh this doesn't look too serious you'll be fine and And scene So it's happened before, is what you guys are saying. Well, I, I yeah. think the uh, the back Stephen Dave players have uh, yeah. done a pretty good job yeah, of uh, recognizing exactly mm-hmm. what's going on here. Yeah. 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 So who's in the wrong here? Is it my friend or is it the doctor? I think the doctor, mm-hmm. because again, the purpose of his uh, of that inter- interaction should be purely medical. Yeah. I mean, unless you're talking about you know, a patient who is combative, right? Yeah. I mean, if. If you know you're so obnoxious that you know there's this physical harm or mm. you know threats of violence, yeah, I would maybe put that down as uh, as mm. being part of the care and how you go about administering it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put that past my friend Rich, by the way. See, I would have to meet your friend Rich to mm. give a good judgment of character or whether or not this guy's being a pain in the ass or not. I, I think Rich is just a he's a loud advocate. Uh, when it comes to but med- that's medical what I mean. care or politics or to anything. To you, he's your friend and yeah. he's a loud advocate. Yes. But to other people, right. he might be the most annoying person on the face of the planet. Maybe. I, I think it's unprofessional to like judge someone, especially like um, one of your clients at a workplace, especially. Like you, for instance. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I will say Rich is one of those guys that you either love or hate. Well, that's and what it, I'm saying. And it's so been that maybe, way for, yeah, for a so long time. So maybe it's it's really him <laughs> that's kind of being the jerk about it. It could be. So you say yeah. one thing, back says another. That's the way it's been for 19 years. <laughs> I don't know. And did you ever have something really bad happen at a doctor's appointment? 
I never had anything bad happen. I did. I had a guy. You know, I had lower cool. back. I had lower back surgery in 1992. Mm-hmm. The guy screwed it up. The orthopedic guy screwed it up. Ten months later, a neuro, mm. neurosurgeon had to go in and do the lower back surgery and fix it. A neurosurgeon Didn't. had to go into your back. Yes, because it's neuro. You know, it's, it's part of the uh, spinal cord. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Did you make it? Well, I'm here. Did, did I you guess. sue the other guy? I could have, I guess. But you should have. What's the statute of limita- limitations on well, that? It's, it's only three years, so okay. you're, you're well past. Yeah, that, uh, it's over. That but thing. I feel fine after the neurosurgeon fixed things up ten months later. See, I would have, I would have sued the crap out of that first doctor. Mm. You screwed up the first time. Yeah, mm. I've I've never uh, had uh, too many bad experiences with a doctor. But in in most cases, it's uh, it's gone fairly well. But I'm not a difficult patient. You're not? No, I'm I'm as friendly and as uh, gregarious as anybody else who's sick or in pain. You know, I was discussing with your PCP the other day all the things that you talk about in your doctor's appointment, and man, you are a big pain in the ass, Bax. What are you talking about? Yeah. See? See? We were playing Hungry Hungry Hippo, <laughs> and uh, I won, and he <laughs> yeah, told course. me all of your secrets. Ah, good. I'm glad, <laughs> so that, you glad they're all out. <laughs> uh, numbers 293-1021 if you have any thoughts on this. Either about my friend Rich or about your own medical care. Oh, I think we'll have uh, you know lots of questions about you know <laughs> you know you know, you know Rich's uh, you know perspective on mm-hmm. things. He's got you as a friend after all. <laughs> That's a good point. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen. I mean, if un- unless you are causing that kind of disruption in the doctor's office, I, I don't see where that needs to be mm-hmm. written down in a portal or a or in a file. Just I just don't I don't see it. You say that. Steve says he wants to meet my buddy Rich to be able to pass judgment. Okay, fair enough. Well, because, uh, yeah. you know, there's uh, three sides to every story. I agree. His, the doctor's, and the truth. Yes. So, uh, who's telling the truth? I don't know. Who's being a pain in the ass? I wasn't in the exam room either with my buddy Rich, so See? I don't know. Yeah, he might be lying to you, too. <laughs> Could be. Probably not. He's not a liar. He usually, he usually spews the truth, much like you, actually, oh, Steve. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, maybe that's why you like him so yeah, much. Could be. <laughs> Look how well you took it. I know. I know. Look at that. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's eight sixteen with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two. GG Inks one hundred two. Rock one hundred two. First days of school to making summer last. For rainy days, Sundays, and move-in day, Mafre Insurance offers auto, home, and business coverage made for the moments that matter most. So you can focus on what's in front of you, and they'll take care of the rest. Mafre Insurance made for real life. Talk to your trusted independent agent or get a quote at getmapfre.com. 8.32. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you're traded or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Speaking of cars, we were just joking about a NASCAR race in downtown Springfield, and some guy called up and told us that something like this happened recently, or a long time ago, Years I guess. ago. And I, don't, I don't remember, the, the, and I completely forgot that this never happened, mm-hmm. but probably 20 years ago, maybe even longer than that, they had uh, these mini indie races throughout the area. Mini, and these were, what, like, what do you mean mini indie race? They were kind of like go-karts, but oh. they were like, I mean, they were... They were faster than go karts. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were they were <laughs> race cars, just miniature ones. Mm-hmm. And and they had a number of events around the area, and uh, and that went on. I completely forgot that uh, Springfield had done that. And the streets were closed for these races, or what? Or no, they just yeah, stood- no, they 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 closed streets. Huh. I'm trying to remember, you know, where I I uh, for the life of me, I can't remember the exact locations of where they did this. But yeah, they they did do this a long time ago. 
I would like to think they would have closed the streets during something like that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, otherwise people's ankles would have been shattered every time a car crashed into them. They're going to have to close some streets for the demolition of the Civic Center garage. Construction fully will begin next month on that. After all the talk about this for years and years, at the site already workers are, quote, abating caulking from the expansion joints and the roof membrane. That sounds very technical. But I guess it's what you got to do to start before yeah. you actually demolish the thing and start new construction. They're going to need some real uh, you know, experienced caulk experts Yes, uh, to figure this whole thing out when they rebuild. Next week, the workers will decommission the elevators in the building and disconnect the utilities, and they'll finish installing fencing at the top of the garage. Then the workers will add an opaque scrim to the fence surrounding the project mm. to block the project from view. I've always been a big fan of scrim. Well, you won't be able to see what's going on as they what's build scrim? the new. Well, I think it's what it's what you have like. How's it spelled? S C R I M. It's sometimes you have your station's logo on there if you're displaying your station's logo at a concert venue or something like that. Strong, coarse fabric, chiefly used for heavy-duty lining or upholstery. So it's the stuff they're covering it up. That's mm -hmm. all they yeah. don't want anybody to yeah. see it. They, yeah, they, yeah. This is they want it to be a surprise, and they're not only covering it up so you can't see the work, but also to control dust. Now the authority plans to build. Otherwise, we're going to need a very, very big Swiffer. Yeah, the new five-story garage will have room for a thousand cars. Now, originally, when it was built in 1971, it had space for 1,200 cars. But the garage had deteriorated to the point that only 700 were usable. So when they have 1,000, that's going to seem like a net gain. You know, it was also a nightmare to get out of, too, because, you know, the exit for each floor was in the middle. You remember how that thing went? Yeah, it was only yeah, got yeah. a corkscrew in the middle. The stupidest damn... Poor design. Horrible design. I don't know, where, I don't know what kind of masochist or sadistic bastard uh, you know, designed that building, but it was awful. The construction, again, will begin fully next week, and then will go 13 or 14 months to completion. And Timothy Sheehan, Springfield's chief development officer, warning people that there will be inconvenience for those looking for places to park in downtown Springfield during that period of time. Yeah, we survived them, GM. We'll survive this, too. We'll be fine. But Mate. I hope, uh, you know, it, it's about time you get something safe where people can park their cars down there. Macy's is partnering with Toys R Us as the toy giant makes a comeback. In all of the Macy's stores nationwide, they'll now have Toys R Us stores inside, including in Holyoke Mall. So if you're looking for a great place to buy toys for the kids with lots of options and a big selection... Toys R Us is coming back to the Holyoke Mall. But you know what the, the reality of this is? You know, one of the appeals about Toys R Us, you know, in its prime was that, you know, it was just, you know, as big as the eye could see. Yeah, there was a, a, a big toy store. In Macy's, you're going to only have a small area dedicated to toys. It's not going to be anything close to what Toys R Us used to be. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. it just going to be like, like, a, like, like a, a small section of it. And I don't even know where in Macy's they put this stuff. To be honest, it's a pretty full store as it is. Well, I'm sure they could take away something and you wouldn't even know it was gone. 
Yeah, yeah well, they'll, huge, obviously they'll have to. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you're looking to, you know, to Macy's as being a replacement for Toys R Us, I don't, think, I don't think you're going to get but close I, to it. I, the way it sounds, it doesn't sound like it's going to be the entire store. It's only going to be a small section. Like yeah, doing exactly. Small little, uh, I don't know, Toys R Us. Yeah, maybe they could use like one of the floors, especially at the Holyoke Mall. You know. Like they have two stories at the for the Macy's there, so maybe they could just use one whole floor for the Toys R Us. Could be. I don't think have to get, get rid of something else, like Bax said. I don't think it's going to be anything even close to a full yeah. floor. I think it'll be like a like a little section, probably less than a four, less than a quarter of of one floor will be toys. A timeline for the Holyoke Mall location of Toys R Us has not been released yet, and rollouts of the partnership between Toys R Us and Macy's expected to start later this month. So maybe we'll get some more clarity on that as July comes to a close. Meantime, a reminder to stay out of the Connecticut River due to that sewage overflow situation. The communities affected Springfield, West Springfield, Agawam, and Longmeadow. I say this because, you know, people may be... I don't know. They may be thinking about taking a dip to cool off during these hot temperatures we're going to have. Just bear in mind, you can go to the cooling centers across Springfield, East Hampton, and other communities here in Western Mass. They'll be having these cooling centers through the rest of the week, essentially from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at various locations. Yeah, you can just walk into any like grocery store or retail establishment and uh, enjoy the air conditioning in there. Yeah, how long can you do that before loitering? I know you brought it up earlier. Yeah. You know, what's the timeline for getting rid of a dead friend on Facebook? What's the timeline between, you know, enjoying the air conditioning in some sort of establishment and loitering inside that establishment? Well, you don't have to necessarily spend all your time in one place. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go to a place like the Riverdale Shops, you could go from Coles uh, to the Dollar Tree, mm -hmm. uh, right? To uh, but if you're not Buenos looking at Sanyo, oh, yeah, right. uh, To the Old Country Buffet, you're or whatever right. it's you're called right. now. But if you're not looking to get out, you know, to go outside to go to the next place, yeah. Let's say you're at a Stop and Shop or a Big Y. As long as you've got some items in your basket. They're not going to kick you out. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell do you care? You're just walking around the store with sure. items in your basket. Yeah. And then you just leave the cart right in the middle of the store and walk out. And some poor Seth <laughs> has to put that back on the shelves. Or maybe you could just do <laughs> hey, that. that. Yeah, I love That's that. That's great. It's a sales opportunity for some of the people in those shops, right? Because there's going to be yeah. increased traffic, you would think, right? Because of the hot temperatures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so, what, you know what I did yesterday at Costco? I uh, I got out back out to my uh, my truck. I didn't have very much stuff, but I still had a cart with me. And I get back out to the truck, and I realize I'm so far parked away that there's not one of those cart corrals anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I uh, I said, well, you know what? Whatever. I'll just walk it back to the to the thing. Nice. So I walked it all the way back. And as I'm walking, I picked up four more carts. Yep. And, uh, and put them back in the thing. Steve, you don't need to do that. Well, it's kind of a dick move to just leave it them is. there in the parking spot. Like, yep. I don't understand why people can't bring them back to where they belong. Because they've got qualified professionals that do that for a living. No, that's not... Okay, you're talking about a heat wave. You're talking about hydrating people. Yeah. You're going to make that poor bastard from Costco go out in the parking lot and pick up your mess well, because you didn't want to do it while you were fully air-conditioned walking around in the store. Now this guy or gal has got to go around the whole parking lot and pick up all the carts? Come right. on. Well, life is about choices, and I have just spent time in a Costco, which, as you know, can be exhausting. I don't have the physical uh, energy to drink, to take that that big giant cart, put it all the way back where it belongs, just so uh, and and to deny uh, that young uh, that young fella 
who uh, grabs all the carts, uh, you know, his opportunity to do a good job. I felt pretty good about it because it was uh, 92 degrees, and uh, I helped him out. Good well, man. and he got a good point. Remember we had that guest host for Jimmy Kimmel, was it a week or two ago, talking about how he's going to have a new show coming out in the fall where he punishes people who leave the shopping carts out in the middle of the... Yeah, you know, there's a guy, uh, Cartnarks. Have you ever seen no. this? No. He's, I think he's from New Hampshire. And he, they got, he's got all these videos about him harassing people for I've not putting the, the cart back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Now... This would have been good for like a one-off video, maybe two. Uh, but this guy is—he takes these magnetic things, these like they're magnetic stickers, mm-hmm. if you will, or decals, and it says like you're a you're a bad cart person, or you didn't return the cart. Gotcha. And he slaps it on the back of the car, the guy who does it, and then all of a sudden these people get out of the car and they have a confrontation with the guy. <laughs> and he's being the, well, you should have put your cart back. You should have put your cart back. Okay, that's good. That's taking it a little too extreme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? Sometimes it's not worth minding somebody else's business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There, there's wanna... a level of that wow. where, where you, you're provoking somebody who's already obviously a jerk for leaving their cart out in the parking lot, and then you want to have a calm conversation with somebody about putting the cart back? It's well, like, nobody it's wants to be a cart Karen. Nobody wants to be in, <laughs> you know, like the cart police at a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a Costco or a BJ's. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I park next to the cart carousel, I'll push it in there. But if I'm way on the other side of the parking lot, that's it. See? Hey, forget it. I don't confront. I lead by example. Somebody sees me uh, taking four carts and putting them back in the Costco corral. I've done my due diligence. Somebody said, you know what? I'm going to do that next time, too. You know what everyone is thinking? What? Look at that dopey guy thinking he's in charge of the carts. Or they're probably asking me, hey, uh, do you know where the uh, nacho cheese can is? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) I'll give you kudos, Steve. Good job for doing that. What's frogging? We're going to find out coming up in a few minutes. It's not spelled like you think it's spelled, and it's not what you think it is. We're going to find out all about frogging straight ahead on Rock 102. Shriners Hospitals for... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851 and Collective Soul with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Songs about fellatio to get your morning going. What? Right here. Is that what it's about? Really? I had no idea. Turn your head now, baby, just spit me out. Well, I don't know. That's that the lyrics. About, that can be about anything. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, that you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily the, you know, attach one thing to another. Maybe that's why they uh, named it something amorphous. Was it December? Is that the name of that? Yes. Like, what the hell is that? Listen, uh, I love wings. I don't know how you guys feel about wings. I love them. I could eat them all day. I wish I had a platter of wings right now, mm-hmm. and yet I don't see anything in front of me. Uh, the wing thing is coming back Saturday, August 27th, brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and the Tommy Carr Auto Group. It's Saturday, August 27th at the Barney Estate in Forest Park, which is a beautiful place to be eating chicken. Uh, wings of all kind, boneless, uh, boned in, breaded, tossed, unbreaded, untossed, plus hors d'oeuvres, adult beverages for sale, ice cream, yard games, and live music from the James Paul Band. It's always a good time. The Wing Thing, Saturday, August 27th, uh, tossed and sauced by Log Rolling Catering, who always do a very, very good job. Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, Saturday, again, as the 27th, go to rock102.com. 
uh, to get your tickets. They are limited, so buy them now from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. So the song is called December because that's the last month of the year, and Ed Roland wanted to signify an ending but wanted something more poetic and abstract than the end of the finale. He's an artiste. He's finishing. Mm. He's arriving. Oh. <laughs> there you go. So to, yeah. to your original point. <laughs> that's about 12 months worth of arrival. That's a lot of yeah. arrival right mm-hmm. there. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, Mike Quincy from Consumer uh, Consumer Reports will be joining us. Yes. We're talking about uh, cars. Yeah, what were we going to ask him from something that we were talking about earlier in the week? And you, oh, about the micro subscriptions that you'd get, like uh, like BMW just came out with, hey, you want a heated seat? It's right. $18 a month. No, there's some mm, other. Oh, yeah. That the scam was, aside guy is somebody different. That's right. We got to talk to a scam aside guy about something else we were talking about earlier this week. Yeah, but as far as cars, yeah. that, that we were talking yeah. about that. Uh, and I, yep. which, and for the life of me, I think that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Those should be standard options yes. that you should be paying for right. when you buy the car, not something that you'd be paying for every month to have it canceled if you didn't. You know, if you didn't pay for it, it'd be like, I'm sorry, brakes are an option now. Right. And unless you pay, we're going to be cutting off your brake lines. I know. Well, and uh, having an FM radio pre-tuned to Rock 102 should be prerequisite of every car, not an option, which is what what the trend is going toward right now. Yeah, well, good luck, good luck finding people paying for that. Yeah. Speaking of trends, frogging is the latest deal. It's spelled F-R-O-G-G-I-N-G. It's the act of living in somebody's house without their knowledge. I thought it was P-H-R-O-G. Did I, just, did I say it wrong? You yeah. said, yeah. Because well, yeah. I, 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 you told me off the air. That's yeah, no, you're asking. right. It is P-H-R-O-G-G-I-N-G. Frogging, living in somebody's house when they don't know you're living in their house. <laughs> and it's a trend that apparently is gaining steam nationwide. Where are these people staying in your house where you don't know they're in your house? I, you know, I don't know if it means like when you're on vacation, they're doing that, or maybe they found a special crawl space or built themselves into a closet somehow. I've seen movies like that. Yeah, but if someone were living in your house, don't you think you'd hear them moving around a little bit? Uh, you hear their TVs on or yeah. phone conversations? Toilet flushing? Yeah, Toilet well, flushing? <laughs> you, you'd come out. You, you'd emerge from your crawl space to use the toilet, and you wouldn't talk when there are other people nearby. You'd just be using a portion of their house that's squirreled away to do your sleeping. I guess. I have an actual frog living in my backyard that is a loud, loud, loud tenant at night. Really? Well, it's funny you, bre- you mentioned that, Steve, because the term frogging that's spelled with the PH here that we're talking about comes from... The home-hopping nature of frogs. Oh, They I do know. hop from home to home sometimes. And, and they like to raid the fridge of Croca-Cola. Oh, <laughs> you see? Croca-Cola. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So just um, like yeah. a glorifi- uh, glorified uh, house robbery kind of thing. Ooh, glorified. You oh, said that. See? You, you said it. You didn't even mean to do it. You did it. So, but this is like... I mean, I mean, I just can't imagine how that's even possible. Well, first of all, the, the rules are pretty unclear on this anyway for squatters, right? We've seen this happen in places like Texas where the laws are different. Yeah. Where somebody assumes residence in a house, and once you're in there... There's nothing you can do about it. Right? You're a squatter, and some laws allow for this kind of thing. Well, I know uh, for a fact in the state of Massachusetts, if you keep somebody in your house for more than two nights, they automatically become a tenant. So 
I don't no. know how that. Are you wor- serious? I'm not kidding you. Yeah, wow. I had a horrible, horrible experience. Um, my my late wife and I inv- invited one of her friends to live with us. Yeah, and it went south like very, very quickly. Huh. And it ended earlier than it should have, but it was a nightmare. We actually had to go. This was an agreement among friends yep. that she would be there for like six months. And after a month and a half, it was like, eh, this ain't mm. working out. She had nowhere to really go, but we're like, we can't do this. Like, this isn't, you know. Gotcha. She, she was an alcoholic is what it was. Yeah. She was drinking like all the time, and I couldn't have that at my house right. with my kids. And no so, job, and, and she wasn't contributing. No, to- she had a lot. You know, the idea was we were helping her out, right. bringing her in into the house, and sure. uh, she was drinking all day mm. long. And uh, like, I, I can't have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. I got my own issues. I don't need somebody else. <laughs> Listen. When I'm calling you an alcoholic, <laughs> that's when you have a serious, serious problem. <laughs> but uh, we found out very quickly. We had to go through an eviction mm-hmm. process. We had to really? go down to the Springfield Housing Man, Court. Wow. We had to file a, a thing. And and that's not an yeah. easy process. Yeah. And then we had to have a, a police officer deliver the notice wow. to her at our own home. Wow. It and, was horrible. And obviously- This was like 10 years ago. And yeah. wasn't a friend anymore after that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> No. Wow. No. <laughs> all right. No. How awkward must that be? You're all sitting around the common areas of the home, and all of a sudden there's a knock well, on the door, and you're, you've been served by the people that you've been watching TV with? Yeah. That's awkward. Well, when I caught her uh, urinating under the deck. Come on. In broad daylight. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, we have a bathroom, you know. Just like, turn your really head? No t- you know, that's a drunken thing to do. Yeah. The 2 p.m. out in broad daylight urinating in public. Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was the middle of the afternoon. Yeah. It was, I was, I w- it, we had a deck, and I was standing <laughs> on the deck on the second story, and I was out there having a cigarette at the time, and, and all of a sudden I see... Her, she didn't even know I was standing there, and she walked out, and she dropped her pants and started urinating, mm, and I said, wow. what the are you doing? <laughs> and then uh, it was like a drunken reply, and that was it. Wow. And we, had to, wow. we had to really lay the hammer down. Right. Listen to you, Mr. Rober. Really getting to the bottom of it. No, there was, uh, there was a lot more going on than what was going on in the Three's Company apartment. I would have welcomed that. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You got rid of that frogger. Yep. <laughs> Did All you right. just go down to the Regal Beagle to drink things off? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 8.59. We're back, Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Wings. We 